The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy Holidays from giftcards.com. Give the gift of well-being with Spa Finder, the world's best-selling spa gift card, and the perfect gift this holiday season, from family members and friends to those last-minute coworker or client gifts. Spa Finder gift cards are a convenient and thoughtful option you can't go wrong with. The Spa Finder network includes thousands of spas, salons, and fitness studios all over the U.S. with services like massages, blowouts, mani pedis, even yoga. Or check out the Spa Finder wellness shop to buy skincare, beauty, and wellness apparel from the comfort of home. With Spa Finder, the possibilities are endless. Gift some me time to someone you love and pick one up for yourself along the way. Go to spafinder.com slash podcast 15 to save 15% off gift cards of $100 or more. Or enter the promo code podcast 15 at checkout. Hey everyone, I'm your co-host Sierra and welcome to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. Stay tuned every Saturday for new episodes. Find us on Instagram at makingsenseofsuccess.pod. Feel free to email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com if you would be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Enjoy the episode! Okay, did you want to give a little bio for our listeners? Um, you want, you'd like me to yeah, go right ahead. Just... Bit about myself. <laughs> okay, yes, sure. yes, exactly. Uh, sure. Um, my name is, uh, Dr. Olivia Rose. Uh, people know me as Dr. O or Dr. Rose or Olivia, um, whatever feels comfortable to them. I, um, graduated from the university of Guelph in Canada, uh, in 2002 and uh, decided to go to naturopathic medicine school right after that. Um, and I currently have a practice here in Toronto in the Southeast end uh, where I see, I have sort of an eclectic practice and see a lot of different people who come from all different walks of life. Um, it's a clinic that I own with my sister, and we have other practitioners in the clinic as well, um, including acupuncturist, a Chinese medicine a practitioner, a counselor, health and wellness coach, nutritionist, all kinds of fun um, counsel, uh, sorry, all kinds of fun individuals who are all here for the betterment of uh, the health of our community. 
Um, we also have estheticians here. I also own Relive Organics, which is a skincare line that I've developed and um, an online platform. So an e-commerce store that um, I create as well uh, that launched in May of this year during uh, this pandemic and um, is doing pretty well. I also am a consultant to other health and wellness brands. So I actually run three businesses right now. <laughs> um, so basically that's me in a nutshell. I am a mom to a fun loving little boy who's turning four in October. Um, also a mom to a little teacup Yorkie and have a lovely husband who is so supportive and makes the most delicious food and supports me in so many ways, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, so that's really <laughs> what's what I'm about, I guess, and and what um, yeah, and and, and what I, I do. I really am someone who is a supporter of other people and other people's success, and I really just um, yeah wish to to pass on all of the good. Um, advice and, and knowledge that people have imparted on me to, to the world and whoever wants uh, mentorship or whoever um, wants to, to listen, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say myself that um, your walks of life have um, really been the part of walks of life that I like to dip my feet into. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Uh, but we can get into that a little later. Um, sure. We'd like to ask our guests just a few questions um, just to kind of warm up the space, sure. you know, put the food in the microwave, in the oven, <laughs> warm it up. Um, so this first question is going to be, what's the best advice you've ever received or given? Uh, the best advice... I would say that um, when something feels uncomfortable to you uh, and it feels awkward, um, it's most likely that you're on the right path. Um, And it's something that I experience in whenever I have to make a business decision that it just seems a bit outlandish or just seems a little bit like, how is that going to be possible? But when I actually stick to it um, and, and really dive deep and allow myself to get into it, um, I, I find that that is where a lot of good success comes. Um, when I when I go down the the treacherous road of of creating something that seems almost impossible, it's also um, uh, something where um, people have told me, or and I've experienced myself now uh, when you you find that quiet place, that quiet moment, whether it's through meditation or going for a walk or being in the shower by yourself kind of hard when you have a toddler nowadays to do any of those things. But when you do find (laughs) that moment, um, that's often when the the best ideas come to to light and uh, then come to life. And the best business decisions are made, I find, when I have that quiet space. So so really the advice is to really try to find those quiet moments whenever you can, even if it's just a minute or two in your day and just allow allow your 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 mind and your body to sort of process um process your life and your experiences and usually from that good can come from that and and successes can can be born from that I totally agree I think yeah just taking the time to sit with yourself even and develop a relationship with yourself is so important and I think Mm -hmm. it's something we really do lack in this society um Mm -hmm. because it's so everything moves so fast 
Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely an important piece of advice for people <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yes, right. And what's so interesting is that we are living in a time right now in this pandemic where a lot of people are finding themselves having more time and more space. You know, I go for my, you know, nightly walks with my son and the dog. And it's like, everyone's on the street walking, you know, and just like seemingly just by themselves sometimes, sometimes with family. But it's like, but my first thought is always like, oh, why are all these, why are all these people out here? Like this used to be my space, yeah. like go inside, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> and, um, and I realize I think there's just a lot more time for that, um, for introspection and for thinking and for consuming information and then processing information. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I like I think it is a good thing in a way. And I guess maybe some people would reflect during their walk as well cuz that's like as you were saying like their time on their mm. own, I guess. Yes. Um obviously it depends case per, by case, but sometimes I've heard when like people go out for a walk, they have time to process things and think. So Yeah. Yeah. When what's a better yeah. time during than during quarantine? <laughs> right? <laughs> <something> yeah. <laughs> it is. I think it's, if you're going to think of something good that's that has come out of quarantine and a self-isolation and all of this physical distancing, I think it's really that's one of them. You know, people are, are are having more time with themselves and with their families that they wouldn't usually have, um like it or not. Um and, you know, I think that's an interesting thing for 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 some people. It's crazy because, like, the awareness that you develop during, like, I developed so much self-awareness during quarantine. Mm. I wasn't really alone, but, like, Mm. I still have managed to, like, come so far because now I work, like, 40 hours a week. Like, everything in America, you know, is, like, pretty much open and it's, like, back to business. So, like, that downtime has, you know, been crushed by, like, you know, 50 hours a week and you're just, like, balls to the wall at work and just dealing with other people's (laughs) BS. And... I've been able to find that, like, quiet time, but instead of, like, doing, like, the, you know, like, focusing on, I don't know, like, a word. Anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, like, my time to, like, decompress. Like, Mm. if someone's gonna, if my boyfriend even tries to talk to me at least 20 minutes after I'm home from work, I'm, like, do you want all the anger from everybody's bs to come out right now or do you want to let me process my day right because you're so right process and it's nice to find whatever that you are into whether it's like the hobbies working out um maybe being a little unhealthy and like you know planning Mm. something else who knows Mm -hmm. but like that it's important to make that mind body connection to be able to sit with yourself for even just like you said a minute or two yeah yeah I would say that would definitely be one of the best things that I tell people and I'm not sure where I picked it up along the way but someone must have I must have from somewhere or started doing it somehow. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's been with me for a while. And I find that um, it's, yeah, it's really something that has helped with my productivity and, and uh, making the dis- best decisions. Yeah. So this question's more centered around our whole topic of this podcast, which um, the question is, what does success mean to you? Mm. Um, it Success means to, be doing something that you love doing um, while creating a palpable change in people's lives. And if you can, earning money while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, 
it's like just marrying all of that together. It's creating a space. Um, for me, it's whether it's online, like Relive Organics, or in person in my brick and mortar clinic um, that is inclusive where people can come and be free and feel themselves, uh, feel free to be themselves. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, work together in a collaborative space. So that, that is, that's really what it means to me. And it also means like when you find the people to help support, um, whatever business endeavor that you are embarking on, you're also allowing them to be successful. Like it's not a dictatorship. It's like you are helping to cultivate, um, everyone else's inner success. So for me, being successful is also seeing other people be successful. That's really, really important and to support them along their journey. And they support me along my journey at the same time. I think that's so important too, that you included, um, the aspect of like inclusivity, Mm -hmm. um, just as like a Canadian myself, like I, I know that like one of our values really is supposed to be um, multiculturalism and diversity. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, and we've seen it now, things kind of go unspoken about or um, mm-hmm. they're not um, addressed as well yep. Yep. Um, with issues towards specifically like racialized groups. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I'm really happy to hear you say that um, mm-hmm. the aspect of inclusivity is really an important part of your business. It's yeah, really, really important. Um, I want I want everyone's voice to be heard. Um, and uh, yeah, and maybe it is coming from the fact that I'm a black woman in Canada. You know, where you know race. There's always there's there's race issues. Of course, there's there's anti-black racism. There's racism against all types of um, visual uh, minorities. Uh, but it's it's from those through those experience. Of course, all experiences that you have in your life are going to shape the way you do things. And I would say that uh, my experiences have definitely shaped um, the vision I have for the businesses that I hold. Absolutely, and I think that. That's really needed in a time like this, especially Mm -hmm. within businesses and practices. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. As you were saying, like creating like a safe space for anyone and everyone. Yeah. yeah. And it starts with the little things. Like it starts with um, allowing people to see themselves in whatever you're portraying out there. So it starts with my Instagram posts. It starts with my website. It starts with the, at the clinic, the uh, posters I have on the window advertising different services. So I need to make sure that there, you know, you'll see a trans person there. You will see a, a person with a disability there. You will see a black woman's face there. Um, it's it's really important for me to, to try my best to... Um, when I'm doing uh, mark- marketing and I work with just fantastic professionals who, who are aligned as well and understand this, that it's important that, um, you know, I'm not just seeing uh, just, you know, your typical white face because growing up, that is all I saw. You know, that was it. I never saw myself in um, on, on TV, not, not very, not very often, you know, the Cosby's mm-hmm. right. Um, and we know how that's gone now. So it's like, I, uh, it's it's important to to see yourself um, uh, in advertising and and in 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 a space that you're working in and to to in order to for other people to feel welcome and invited um, right to to that space. So so it starts with those little things um, and then it just kind of goes from there. 
Yeah, and I think um, that's something uh, we, I, I think we've seen it, what you were talking about earlier, like in my childhood as well, um, with having like a typical base model as like, whether it be like a white female, for example, or a white male, a lot of the time, mm-hmm. that was what uh, was put forward a lot in advertising. Yeah. And I remember like playing with Barbies and everything, and it was always yeah. like, very typical. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't, it was like a special edition. Right. Like, it was something like right. to be proud of and like to promote and <laughs> just be like, wow, this is so special. Right. I even have my parents have are have a Chilean. I'm my background's Chilean, and okay. I have like a Barbie, and it's just like put it in a very special box and it's like a Chilean I'm not sure type of dancer and yeah it's yeah I just find the dynamic interesting but now I'm really Mm. glad we're like shifting that um hopefully it's long-lasting and not just a social media hype um yeah but I hope so too yeah Mm, I hope so too yeah it's great to see that you do care about that um, aspect of being inclusive mm-hmm. on all aspects of everything that you do with your time, mm-hmm. just because that's something I truly, be- truly 100% like believe in. Like mm-hmm. inclusivity is it. It's yeah. going to be what's going to give you the rest of your career and your one shot of fame. Mm-hmm. And like Daniela said, yes, Barbies were, you know, white mm-hmm. and non-inclusive but right. neither were doctor's offices right. or dentist offices and that's where I had like my first realism that you know what I'm not seen and I'm not mm-hmm. heard right. in this space right. and it's important that you and your like company that you do really does try and speak to everybody mm-hmm. because that's how it needs to be for the future yeah, and, and like and, I could cry because like I wish I could you know fly to Canada and be like please hug me. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it, and that's really that's that's true, and that's one of the reasons why I I you know I want to become a naturopathic doctor because um, I I do value the fact that as naturopathic doctors we spend more time um, with our patients trying to understand them, and um, you know no profession is perfect. Um, but, um, the fact that we have that as a part of what we do gives us a bit more, um, uh, gives, allows us to get more insight and learn more about our patients. It's not, you know, a quick three minute appointment, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a really important thing and it should just be the norm. You know, this shouldn't have to be something you're striving to do. It just should be, you know, you shouldn't have to question, um, me having, you know, a, 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 an image of a black woman uh, experiencing a facial on my window. Like it shouldn't be like, Oh, she's trying to be inclusive. Wow. Like it shouldn't be like that. It should just Mm -hmm. be like, like just a poster of a woman. Right. But we're not there yet. It's still something where it's like, we have to hashtag support black businesses because it's not something that people think of or do. It's like, you know, there's just something that's systemically ingrained that people just kind of shy away from, from those businesses. Um, in particular. So anyway, so yeah, I feel like it's, it's hopefully uh, with your generation, (laughs) uh, you guys will help to create that change and keep it going. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, yeah, no. And I think it's really about um, taking away also microaggressions. Like I didn't realize throughout like my high school experience, I look back on it and there were so many microaggressions towards racial Mm. racialized groups. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's really like the key of it, especially with our generation. 
Mm -hmm. lot of the time it goes kind of not unseen however but Mm -hmm. yeah kind of shadowed over I guess not Mm -hmm. fully addressed and I'm glad we're making a point to address it (laughs) right yeah yeah no I I yeah I agree it's really important to address this and particularly those microaggressions because they're there and I think people sometimes don't even Especially if you're not sens- a sensitive, like I'm a very sensitive person, you know. I so am I, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Zodiac sign cancer, like we're very sensitive. I'm a cancer. Are you? <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. So you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, like so very, very loyal and sensitive and Extremely. all these kinds of things. And um, yeah, so I, I, I feel it. I feel it all. And yeah, so if you, 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 if you um, have experienced these things, it can definitely impact you in so many different ways. I'm a Virgo. Please don't hate me. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel I'm, I'm emotional. <laughs> We're all good. It's, it's all about inclusivity. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I feel nothing most of the time. <laughs> but I sympathize. <laughs> yeah. But that's what's important. Because that's right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What made you want to um, do the three businesses? What made you want to start your skincare company? Well, I've always suffered from skincare issues. Like I think my first skincare issue um, probably popped up when I was maybe seven, like in grade three, I started getting like the kind of the beginnings of like acne kind of lesions. And I also, even before that I had dry skin, actually even out of the womb, I was born with like this kind of like a white film. It was just like from um, the amniotic fluid going down. So my, my skin was just like, really, I came out with like white flaky skin anyway. But from there, it was just like eczema, dermatitis. I had hives, I had acne, all these things. And I went and I, and you know, from a very young age, as far as I can remember, um, I wanted to be a medical doctor and um, went, you know, uh, somehow sometime in my uh, puberty years to see a dermatologist who kind of looked at my skin dismissively and was like, oh, here, just take this, you know? I hate and, dermatologists. <laughs> ah, and I was, like, I was like, what? Like, what about, you know, um, the fact that I've told you a history? I was only like 13, but I was just you know, a little bit beyond my years, I've been told. But just like, you know, well, but what about the fact that this happened after Thanksgiving dinner and I have this on my face? And like, does that have anything to do with it? And he's like, no, just take this and like, just carry on. I'm like, oh my goodness. So that was a pivotal moment for me. It was kind of life-changing. I decided that there has to be, I was let down. I was like, oh, I don't know if I even want to be like this profession. Like, what is that? That's what they do. Now, now there are some really fantastic medical doctors out there. Um, that was my experience. And that unfortunately um, changed my course of life. I know now that I could have probably gone through and been a, been a medical doctor and done really well at it and just had a different you know approach to things. But I digress. That didn't happen. I decided to be a naturopathic doctor. I saw a naturopath. He really did go into um, the whole body approach to health. Like he, he talks to me about, you know, it was just music, it was music to my ears, really. Like he talked to me about my diet and my lifestyle, my skin cleared up after being on a protocol with him. And that was it. I was sold. Um, much to my parents probably chagrin, like what is a naturopathic doctor? So I, I embarked on that journey, um, uh, in like, like in the nineties, early nineties, when no one really was talking about naturopathic medicine and, um, you know, uh, yeah, that was, that was really the, the main, the main, um, 
yeah, the main impetus, like there was, it was a thing that, that made me want to be a naturopathic doctor and then want to develop a skincare line. So I started to make skincare products somewhere in my late teens, 20s, and it became a thing where Olivia's in the kitchen again, making soap and making cream and making stuff. And guess what we're all getting for Christmas kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was well received that people liked my little gifts. I did this for a few years and I decided that I knew one day I would start a skincare line. I just didn't know when because of school and everything. So finally, um, when I decided that it was time to open my own practice and I wanted to bring in medical aesthetics, I thought, maybe this is the time, maybe this is it. And I just kind of dove into it, um, met up and uh, worked with fantastic chemists and a herbalist who help with um, uh, development of the products. And there's about five or six uh, products that are coming down the funnel that are about to be released as well. So it's been a really fun project. And I have found, I think, my true passion. I really do enjoy running an e-commerce company. And I really do enjoy um, investigating and in, uh, these unique, innovative ways to use um, botanicals and, and fruit extracts to help improve and rejuvenate the skin. That's super cool to hear how um, you kind of ventured onto a journey that wasn't really talked about too much. And then also mm-hmm. use that to be able to develop your own business early, like in your teens as well, that you started this. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I guess, you know, just kind of following the path and the the consulting came from just, you know, starting my practice. I started doing freelance writing, blog writing for, for uh, different online websites along the way just to kind of help while I was building my practice. And then um, same idea. I, it just sort of blossomed into working more and more with different companies and e-commerce company for a while and other health and wellness brands. And then during the pandemic, really, um, uh, health and wellness brands, uh, supplement producers, they have not slowed down. Everyone's looking for, to, you know, they're trying to stay healthy. So they're taking more vitamins and supplements and minerals and herbs. So those websites and those companies still require support. So I have a team of five NDs and we all work together um, to uh, bring content, do market analysis, um, do videos and, and other types of content for different health and wellness brands in in our industry. What were maybe some of the challenges you experienced um, while basically like creating your brand? Um, There's all kinds of little challenges. Uh, I mean, I think the main thing is going to be like starting from nothing, like, okay, finding um, uh, formulators that can work with your budget. Um, because otherwise you, they want, you know, most formulators want you to spend, you know, um, thousands and thousands of dollars to, to, to invest in one product. And when you're trying to do 10 products, it's very difficult to do that when your other income streams have been, um, cut, cut down and there's not like, I didn't go for a loan. I'm just, this is, this was all sort of out of my own savings and pocket mm-hmm. um, to, to start the, the skincare brand. So um, so for that brand, I think that was the biggest challenge, like how, how to do this in um, kind of be innovative, be creative with how I use my funds. And um, there are many ways I've, 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 I've been able to, to beautify the brand and, 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 and create meaning um, with what we're trying to do with a very limited budget. And it's about, you know, working with, with fantastic professionals who understand the vision and the mission 
um, who can work on a contract basis, for example. Um, so that is kind of like per per project. And me, like myself, I have to. I had to. Um, you know, big challenges to kind of just dive in there and learn as much as I can about e-commerce. I worked, I did a short stint with an e-commerce company. Um, and so I picked up all the information I could gather from that experience and I just funneled it all into my own business. And I continue to try to have my hands in everything and learn about everything from um, website development to HTML, right? And um, to uh, like everything, really, how to do Google ads, <laughs> how to create that crafty Instagram post for engagement, so it's like that, that's a challenge. The challenge is like, you're always learning and it's like your brain never turns off and working with a, a limited budget uh, with everything that we're doing, especially as a startup. Yeah. And I think a lot of startups probably experience that as well, let mm. alone during a time like now. Um, <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I think that's definitely um, some of the challenges that startups and small businesses um, end up experiencing. Right. Um, right. Sierra and I actually noticed that um, your your skincare line is certified organic. Is yes. there a reason that you went that route? Um, you know what? Yeah. Um, I really uh, wanted to uh, bring about uh, skincare products that were free from pesticides or had, uh, you know, and were either, either USDA certified organic, which we have, you know, four products right now that are, um, are organic, but also I, I wanted to also honor, um, the wild crafting and sustainable harvesting. Some of those products, uh, some of those ingredients aren't USDA certified organic, but the idea is they're going to be not sprayed with pesticides as well and not going to have chemicals that are possibly hormone disruptors and irritants to the skin, which, um, is a real issue. Um, and the environmental working group does a lot of good work around this. Yeah, I definitely like now that you bring that up for me, all my skincare, I always look at like every ingredient. I think I've been going crazy more or less lately <laughs> because I've had more time to do it with quarantine. But I think it's so important that um, skincare brands look into what they're putting into their product because yeah. most people don't really see the long term effect because right. they see it as such a short term thing. When you run mm -hmm. out of the bottle, maybe you pick up another one, maybe you don't. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something that in the long term can have a really either good or bad effect. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. And and um, I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to really focus on wildcrafted organic ingredients because of my own past experiences where I would use a skincare product um, and, you know, it uh, would work for a day, a couple hours, and it's like then I'd start getting irritated and it's like either it wasn't pH balanced properly or there were preservatives in there that that just my skin mm -hmm. was reacting to so I wanted to create um yeah I want to use the, the minimally uh processed ingredients to to make the skincare line for sure are there any tips or tricks um you would tell somebody who's just starting out new skincare to look for to see if they're having a sensitivity yeah. Um, like in the ingredients? 
or yes. yeah. So yeah. So I'd say anything that says like, you know, methyl parabens, like avoiding ingredients like that. Um, there's actually a list that's produced. Like the, I think it's like the top 10 or the dirty, do- it's like the dirty dozen for um, like that the environmental working group produces for foods, the top oh, wow. foods that, that you need to um, buy organic or uh, avoid because um, they're the most heavily sprayed. There's the same thing goes for there's, there's definitely some skincare, um, ingredients that you want to avoid. Parabens are one, phthalates are another. So artificial fragrances, sometimes one fragrance can have up to 50 different um, in- ingredients uh, that are, you know, sen- sensitizing and uh, can-, can possibly inflame your skin or, um, or yeah, or, or create-, create other issues. Uh, for you. So you want to look for those types of things when you can't like when the word like there's going to be some preservatives in even organic skincare. We try to use we use the ones that are the safest um, so that we can increase shelf life. Um, but we we, you know, avo- really definitely avoid the ones that are, are are suspect and can create issues for not just your skin, but for the ecosystem and the environment. So it's important to look and, and do your research, especially if you know you have sensitive skin, um, because some there are some brands out there that, are, that claim to be organic, but at the same time, um, they have uh, ingredients in there that, that can be doing harm to the environment um, as preservatives or fragrances. It's funny you mention some of the ingredients you did, because whenever I'm looking at skincare, whether it be like at Walmart or on, um, like, because for example, CeraVe has been really popular. I've noticed now during, um, during this period of time, but yeah, even Mm -hmm. if it's like a high, a more luxury skincare brand, like I'm always there and I'm like, sometimes even the luxury skincare brands, I'm like, why do you have fragrance in your products? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't know. So we use all essential oils. Um, mm-hmm. And if like for our lip gloss that's coming out, it's a food grade, um, a, mm. uh, a food grade product that we're ingredient that we're using on the lip gloss and on the lip scrub. Um, but for everything else, it's essential oils because they essential oils, when chosen correctly, also have a therapeutic benefit to the skin. Um, so, um, one that I'm using a lot right now is like thyme extract, for example, um, because it's, it's a fantastic, um, uh, uh, ingredient for blemish prone and acne prone skin. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's really important to, to take a look at, um, the fragrances, like why the fragrances are there to make things, you know, smell good. And, you know, it does create a story and it, it does create, you know, memories and, and it has, it leaves imprints on, 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 on you and on your emotions and everything. But it's, it's, we have to really start thinking about what we're putting in our products because it can completely uh, disrupt um, the way our, uh, our hormones communicate. And um, it can completely disrupt the, the, you know, the micro environment on the skin surface and the pH balance as well. So you have to be really careful with that. Yeah, definitely need to not affect the balance in our bodies. And I think that's something I've realized growing up, kind of, because mm-hmm. I think when you're young, you don't really notice it as much or you don't pay attention mm-hmm. to it as much. But right. um, as I've been like growing up throughout the years, I've kind of noticed the importance of making sure you're not affecting the balance within your body. Right. Yeah. And you'll see that because, you know, as you get older, you get more and more exposed to different, um, you know, toxins or diet, things start to accumulate. And so, you know, you you can tend to get more uh, and and then people start to just become more conscious 
of things as you get older, you know, and just the way your body's feeling. So yeah, it's really important. And it's, it's, I think it was sort of like in my uh, like late teens and early 20s, I really started to make a conscious effort to to look at what I'm using on my body. Did you have any other tips um, geared towards wellness and how to improve the like well-being of homeostasis? Um, <laughs> you know, there are some really simple things that everyone should be doing across North America and most of the world. And one of those things is to um, take a look at your vitamin D levels because um, of all the vitamins and minerals, it is the one that I um, tend to um, talk about the most with my patients. Whether you um, are uh, wearing sunscreen, so SPF, you know, even as low as 15 and up, um, it blocks vitamin D synthesis in your skin. So really important to get your levels of vitamin D checked, whether you live in the South or you live in the North, because we spend a lot of time indoors. And when you are outdoors, you're wearing sunscreen. And if you're wearing sunscreen, you're probably not, you know, taking in as much vitamin D as, as you should be. Um, and vitamin D such just has such plays such a huge role in all of our um, body's mechanisms. Um, prevention of chronic diseases, um, et cetera. So it's it's really important. It's one of the, the the vitamins that I talk to patients, almost every single patient, I think every single patient actually, not almost, <laughs> every single patient who comes in, I, I talk to them about vitamin D and um, make sure I get their levels checked. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah, because I always have kind of like this dilemma where I'm hearing like in the skincare industry that it's really important to wear sunscreen every time you're outside or even when you're indoors just because of windows. But then I also think about the lack of vitamin D that's always in the back of my mind that I would be getting if I were to do that. I'm not the best with with wearing sunscreen. (laughs) I enjoy sunscreen, but I'd rather just look like a piece of like a fruit leather when I'm older, just so I can be (laughs) tanned for like one second. But for Um, me, it's the vitamin D levels. That's what like scares me. That yeah. it's like it's not coming into your body and that, that worries right. me. Right. Yeah. So it's like there's a fine balance, right? Because there is an ozone de- depletion happening. Like there, there is we have to be careful. And so you kind of you do have to wear sunscreen for, you know, now as like a skincare uh focused uh, practitioner as well, it's like you, you also wanna uh, make sure that you're maintaining the good health of your skin. Um, you know, too much sun exposure can uh increase uh, fine lines and wrinkles earlier on. And so you want to make sure that you are doing what you can after you are in the sun. There's ways that you can treat your skin after with vitamin C serums, uh, vitamin C creams, um, olive oil, uh, you know, applied after can help uh, kind of quench some of the free radical damage that can happen in the skin when you're outside um, for periods of time. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's like you want to get the sun and, and it's always good to even just for 10, 15 minutes to get some sun. Um, but then you, you do want to follow up with sunscreen to protect your skin as well. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Totally Noted. Agree. Noted on my <laughs> As we gear towards wrapping up this episode, um, we like to touch on just a few um, more questions mm-hmm, um, sure. for our guests. This first one is really about shining the light on not only yourself, because this is what the whole episode mm-hmm. is, but mm-hmm. to shine the light on some of your favorite local businesses oh. or small businesses that you personally shop from. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
it's hard because honestly, I try to shop local just every day. And it's really what I, I have uh, made a point to do. So, you know, right here where I am, there's a fabulous um, cafe called the Birch Cliff uh, there. And I think, I think a lot of my favorite things are going to be sweet things and like cafes, <laughs> but like <laughs> love the Birch Cliff, love life is sweet and Claire and what she's, she's doing in our community, you know, throughout the pandemic, taking treats and uh, having her pop-up shop at the back of her her, her building. Um, Wist Gluten-Free is another fabulous place um, where I am here in Scarborough. Um, the big carrot for my groceries uh, and and all things natural and healthy. Love going to the makeup section. Uh, not, not the makeup, the whole skincare section um, at the location they have on the Danforth. It's just like it's like heaven. Um, so love going in there and experimenting with all the new, you know, uh, lipsticks and everything just wonderfully natural and, and uh, organic ingredient based. So wonderful. I, I miss going to Body Blitz, another wonderful local uh, brand and, and spa where you can really, it's, it's health by water. And you get mm. to go in. I feel like I'm, I'm just in advertising right now, but it's like there's so many, there's so many businesses uh, that I love. And it's like, you know, going there and experiencing um, the, the water therapies, uh, getting a scrub, getting a massage, and just sitting and doing the therapeutic waters hot and the cold and the steam room and the, with the essential oils. Like, it's wonderful. And I can just go on and on and on. Um, yeah, from the local... There's some lo local manicure, pedicure shops in the area uh, from 10 Spot um, uh, to Perfect Nails down the street from here. There's, there's so many fantastic businesses that I love to support. Well, thank you for letting us know of some of them. Hopefully <laughs> some of our Canada listeners live in the area yeah. really to help support those because even though I wish I could. I don't think I can go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe one day. In the future, yeah. I have yeah, I have my passport now, guys, so don't worry. I'll take it one day. <laughs> Yay, very good. <laughs> and then the last question we like to ask our guests is, uh, what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, you know what? You can, you can do whatever makes you happy in life as a business um, and be financially successful at it if you have a sound plan and a way to get there. Um, and that means uh, incorporating the expertise, not trying to know everything, but incorporating the expertise of people around you who can help support you. And then in that way, you can support them. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Really, um, uh, you can do it makes you makes you happy, but you have to do it with a business mindset in order to get to, to the level of success you desire. Definitely. Beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Did you want to um, let the listeners know your social medias oh, sure. handles yeah. to be able to connect with you? Oh, thank you. So um, Instagram, Relive Organics, spelled R-E-L-I-V, Organics. Um, and our clinic is Rose Health Clinic all one word on Instagram as well. So you can connect with us there.
Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.